Welcome to Conspiracy, the show, with your hosts, Adam Todd Brown and Connor McSpadden. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Conspiracy, the show. I'm Adam Todd Brown. I'm Connor McSpadden. We're your co-hosts, goddammit, who killed Tupac. We're getting to the bottom of it, man. We're going to find out today. I mean, we're not. No, for sure not. (laughs) It's a rap murder. No one's ever going to find out who did it for sure. Yeah, it is. Like, has there ever been a solved rap murder? No. We did an episode. Big L? No. We don't know who killed Big L, you know? And the thing about it with a lot of those, including Big L, people know, like, Jam Master J got shot in front of five people. Yeah. Allegedly by someone that they all know. And, and they just they just kept quiet. And that like one guy was like, "Oh, I was looking down at my phone when the person walked in. I don't know who it was." Oh, uh, this was like 2004. What were you doing on your phone playing Snake? <laughs> exactly. You asshole. Yeah, I forget that because Jam Master J did the coolest shit with Fifty Cent, where he was like, "You have to write ten hooks before you can write your verse." Rappers love writing verses, but they hate writing hooks. So he basically made him go through like hook boot camp. Oh, that's smart. Yeah, yeah, it is pretty yeah. smart. Well, and Tupac got shot uh, in Vegas after a Mike Tyson fight. That's like an old Chappelle bit. I think it's like more people saw Tupac get shot than saw the fucking moon landing or something <laughs> like that. Yeah, yeah, Tupac and Notorious Big. Bo- I think I think Notorious only- Big got killed here in L.A. On yeah, and it's it's such a fucked up night that Biggie got killed because he the, the, he the, he's at this party for for life after death and like you know he gets to hear everyone react to hearing hypnotize in public for the first time. He's on top of the world and then just bop, boom over. I yeah, think the only one we know for sure is Big Punisher and heart disease. <laughs> Did Big Punisher get shot? I was never a huge Big Pun fan. I know he's like amazing. I just never took the time to get into it. But was he like a, a cancer guy or a fucking murder guy? Oh, I'm pretty sure that was just like a heart. I think he had a heart attack. Yeah, that guy. That guy was like straight up fucking enormous. <laughs> yeah, and then if you there's all these articles in that. Well, his son a couple weeks ago wrote an article about how shitty of a. Dad. Like he was just a crazy abusive father. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, well, now that gives me a good excuse to not have to listen to Capital Punishment. <laughs> yeah, I've never heard it. Yeah, because I I know I would like it, and I'll hear people like quote big pun lines or whatever. Yeah, you know who was, but Big L fucking sucks because I just love Big L was just evil. Yeah, his first single was called Devil Son, and he was just the is super slick and just zero fucking. Nothing about like, oh, but I want to have a family and take care of my mom. He's just like, I like killing people, (laughs) selling drugs, and being the best at rapping. (laughs) Yeah. Dude, fucking rappers, like famous rappers' sons is such a funny subsection of like popular cult. Like ODB's son was like going out and doing like Brooklyn Zoo before the Wu-Tang shows and like a couple years ago to like bring the full kind of clan together and just so fucking incredibly bad. Oh, really? I'll go I'll go check and see what he's doing every once in a while and just be like, all right, yep, still bad. <laughs> Yeah, the the Tupac one is, I mean, what's crazy about it to me in terms of the fact that it's unsolved is that Suge Knight was in the car. Yeah. So he had to have seen something. For sure, yeah. Well, that that's the great thing. And Chris Lee had a bit about this. I don't know if it's on a special or anything, but he's just talking about how Tupac's last words were, fuck you, when yeah. they asked him what who shot him. And it's just like, dude, like what like what a like a gangster way to go out. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like I don't even want to cooperate with the cops in my own murder. <laughs> Unless it was like some Vietnamese dude who shot him. And fuck you was just his name. <laughs> 
We're just not wow, giving Adam. Tupac. <laughs> that was very good. <laughs> Tupac, the justice he deserves. Man, I, I like to think that I live in like a minority port web of racist joke prediction, but I, that one fucking caught me off guard, dude. <laughs> that was well done. Thank you. That Thank last you. picture of Tupac and Shook, like how fuck? Shook just kind of looks like a black Homer Simpson. Where he's just very, he just the, like he's just ball. He just looks completely over everything, which I gotta imagine is his fucking natural resting expression. But still, yeah, that's yeah. a good. That one is fucking. You know, the guy who took that was like, oh, I'm gonna sell so many swap meet T-shirts of this in 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Joe Dosh once called Suge Knight the Black Snidely Whiplash, which I think is one of the funniest things <laughs> I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, I have a whole bit about Suge Knight. It's like a fucking five minute bit, but. It's not. It's more of a piece. It's like a whole treatise yeah. on the nature of the man. Yeah, Suge Knight. He's because he's unkillable. Like he really is. Yeah, you're not gonna shoot Suge Knight to death with bullets. Like what Keith Richards has for drugs, Suge Knight has for gun violence. Right. Right. It's just he's got. There's something in his genes where it's just like, nah, man. Yeah. There's one incident where he either got shot or stabbed and just got up and walked himself to the hospital. Yeah, and it's, it's like, like that's like some Teddy Roosevelt giving a yeah, speech. Yeah, shit. Exactly. You know. Like, stop wasting your bullets. And the hospital was like, oh, Mr. Knight, how are you? Hey, Gina, how are the kids? You Prepare know? Mr. Knight's room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's <laughs> the usual. Oh, uh, dude, uh, Suge Knight's Twitter. Go go on a deep dive on that. My my, my roommate, Ramsey, was doing a bit. He's where on I, Twitter? Oh, yeah, where every day he would just go retweet an old Suge Knight retweet. And it's funny because he's, like he's this iconic pop culture character, but it's like they've got like 25 retweets, 84 favorites. They're not like huge. Like They're not yeah. like blowing up. But one of them was just like, yeah, it's time for the nightlife. But night was spelled K-N-I-G-H-T. <laughs> yes! and just, it's just corny ass shit like that. It's so funny. That's so great. Yeah. It's just now time for the nightlife, Suge? Yeah, well, it's not. This, this, this was like, he went back to like 2012 and was just like, time for the nightlife. Vanessa met Suge Knight once and did not know who it was oh, until the next day. Oh, God, that's the fucking worst. She showed me the picture and was like, is this Rick Ross? I was like, no. Well, Vanessa is racist. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, you took a picture with Suge Knight. You almost died. Yeah. No, that the, you're, you're going to look at that picture and you'll be slowly fading out of it on some Back to the Future shit. <laughs> Yeah, they uh like that's like uh Pat Nozzle had this great story about his brother Matt like like, like working at like Jimmy Kimmel or something and Elvis Costello is doing a sound check just an acoustic sound check and Pat's biggest Elvis Costello song is like oh my god what songs did he play you know did he did he do like Welcome to the Working Week and he's like I don't know it wasn't metal or whatever and he's just like you <laughs> asshole if you would have met Suge Knight like you wouldn't have, you would have not have bathed since you know you would have yeah like, yeah. You got to ask some questions. Would have had uh, your outfit like put behind glass and framed in the studio. <laughs> Move over, Iron Giant. We got to. <laughs> and she met him somewhere crazy, like Fullerton, I think. Oh no, shit! Yeah. What the fuck is Suge Knight doing partying in Fullerton? No idea. He's like, yeah, I just want to hit on nineteen-year-old girls that go to commuter schools and eat at <laughs> Panera Bread. <laughs> So let's talk about the f the official explanation as to how how and why Tupac was killed, mm -hmm. which it makes sense. The official story that finally came out, they think, is that Orlando. So in a way, this is kind of technically a solved rap murder because yeah. the police at one point came out and said Orlando Anderson murdered him. In retaliation for Tupac and Suge Knight beating the shit out of Orlando Anderson in, yeah. in the, the fucking, lobby in the MGM, yeah, yeah, and that makes sense. Like, that's, I love walking through the MGM and just like, like thinking about that. 
I know. It's like that. just that walk Tupac had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's like a long-ass hallway. And he's just like, yeah, what of it? <laughs> yeah. We just beat the shit out of somebody. Wasn't Tupac's last creative act that promo song for the Tyson fight? Um, I don't remember. Wasn't that his, like, uh, walking on thin ice or whatever that Jim Lennon did? <laughs> you know what's the fucking tragic thing about that is that Yoko album, uh, Yoko Ono album has one of the sickest album covers. It's literally his bloodstained glasses from when he was murdered next to a glass of half-full water in Central Park, New York. And I'm like, wow, what a great idea for an album cover. That's deep as hell. And then you yeah. try to listen to it, and you're like, good God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's Is that the album that came out right after he died? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Walking on Thin Ice is a great song. That is a good song. Other people sing it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's like well written. Yeah. You know? Elvis Costello has a cover of Walking on Thin Ice. Oh, Bringing no it back around. Yo, the connections are everywhere, man. I think he had something to do with it. Yeah. I didn't think we'd get two Elvis Costello references into in the, sh- an, in the Tupac episode. <laughs> into a Tupac murder episode. That's here just we are. how white we are, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. The whitest. Yeah. Next, I'm going to start talking about Power Pop. Yeah, and then <laughs> Peter Case was there. and he- <laughs> So, yeah, that, the. Orlando Anderson explanation, it makes sense. Yeah. Like, it, it, that's... And they had, like, rival gang ties and all that shit. Yeah, he was... Orlando Anderson was a crip. Tupac was a blood, apparently. Well, yeah, he's... What's what's the... I don't know how to pronounce that other gang that he was kind of affiliated to Tupac's other... Like, or, like, was that just, like, a sect of the Crips? Uh, was it Pyru? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're a sect of, uh, bloods. Okay. I believe. Or a sect of the bloods, rather, yeah. Yeah. Interesting. I feel comfortable talking about this. We're in L.A. Yeah, for sure. What's, where are we going to run into some gang members? Who yeah, it's not. It's get a, mad at us. I live in a. I live in an amazing neighborhood. You know, <laughs> right? Adam's been. Yeah. <laughs> where like literally the, the well the mission statement of my local game is keep the property value low so that they don't build <laughs> more apartment complexes and gentrify it. And I'm like, you know what? You guys are straight up Robin Hood type characters. Yeah, so yeah I'm all about it. That's that's very charitable. I'm way into that. Yeah. Well, too. Uh, yeah. So like this, this is like, it, but it's just it's too kind of neat to be the case. Yeah, and it seems like if that was really the case, if they because Orlando Anderson died, but he didn't die for another year after yeah. Tupac, and if it was that obvious, it seems like they would have had some sort of corroborating evidence. Yeah, yeah, or even like a Jack Ruby character to kind of just get him right off the fucking board. Yeah, which Black I mean, Ruby, if you will. <laughs> black ruby (laughs) yeah they um so the the orlando anderson thing he i mean he's dead now so we can't that's that's kind of the story where i think we're always gonna get is that he did it yeah but there's there's also the theory that maybe suge knight had him killed yeah and this one makes kind of like it's not the most than up there sense for me because it's a similar situation to think I'm puffy might have had a hand in the biggie shit because it's just like you he was just like Tupac is an icon and he's going out at the top of his game. He just put out, you know, Columinati and it's just like, all right, well, he can leave me. He can get the fucking he can sue for the rights to the records back. He can start his own company and get the or just golden goose forever. Yeah, he's yeah, just going to keep on laying eggs. He's selling T-shirts. He's fucking they're licensing his songs and movies, all that shit. Yeah. He had all this unreleased shit, and he just, you know, kept that in his... Meanwhile, at the Legion of Doom, he'd go down there and, like, <laughs> open up big, like, Betamax tapes, and, like, oh, okay. Yeah, that's that's the thing about Tupac that makes this one seem more likely... This this a more likely scenario than Puffy having something to do with Biggie, because Biggie didn't have that. He no. didn't have that treasure trove of songs, whereas Tupac... And if you listen to the posthumous Biggie albums, you'll find that is very true. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> he had like ten. Yeah, yeah. Like there's born born again and the du- duet shit, and it's just like this all kind of blows. <laughs> yeah, it's not. It's like not the, good. the the coolest shit on there is like the kind of unreleased stuff, like or like the uh, the shit that got him into the unsigned hype. Uh, yeah, call yeah. Him. like some of those like old like and it's just like a 19 year old big just like you know like fucking rhinoceros yeah. on the mic and then everything else you're just kind of like all right well yeah i could have stayed in the pile like for sure <laughs> meanwhile tupac put out what 50 60 albums after he died yeah 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 like well and it's just it's i i've always been more a fan of big it's just like the quality is just higher with Biggie, you mean? I think just like yeah. maybe not like in terms of like the greatest works compared, but in just right. like in the the ratio, the hit ratio is pretty immaculate. Yeah, I think between the two, I've always preferred Biggie. Yeah, and then Tupac just kind of got into some crazy shit, you know, where Biggie was just like, I just like to fuck and hang out, you know. Yeah, Tupac turned into a real asshole there at the end. He did, yeah. And to and Suge Knight, like this is the kind of move where it's like there's you know if if the car's getting shot up. Suge Knight's got like a 30% chance of dying. I mean, Tupac's in the passenger side, so most of the bullets are theoretically going to be absorbed by him. But that's exactly the kind of gamble I'd expect Suge Knight to take. Yeah, that's the thing. It it seems risky, but it's also the kind of thing that if it pays off, like yeah. if it works, no one's ever going to be like, oh, you did it. It's basically an Ocean Eleven's fucking heist. It's like, yeah, this right. is Fort Knox. But, you know, if we do this, we can just live in Cancun drinking margaritas till we die. Yeah. Because he did, as soon as the shooting happened, he fucking peeled out and drove like three or four blocks away yeah. or something like that and then crashed and because he he just got like grazed in the head or something. Yeah. But yeah, I can see Suge Knight doing that. Like, yeah, it, it's that's a bull. This is a man who's made a career off of bold moves. I mean, he went on fucking Jimmy Kimmel and kind of implied that he killed a easy E with an AIDS needle. He did. Yeah. Which is a which is a kind of a crazy thing to do and if i if i can just put it out there a weird venue to do it you jimmy go on kimmel. jimmy kimmel like yeah that should be on world star or something for that's sure not for, yeah that's not for the the <laughs> middle america crowd Shug. i think i think is it the 97 source awards where everything popped the fuck off i think it's 95 it might be 95 you might be right i uh because yeah he was he would have been dead by then because that was when life after death came out um but yeah, that is a fun watch all the way through to just oh, yeah. like fucking just I, I found that on like Daily Motion or some shit and it's just like, oh dude. And Shug Knight going up and he's like, If you don't want your producers talking all over your <laughs> records and I'm like, All right, Shug, I <laughs> being all up in your videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Come to death row. Yeah, there I saw in someone's Twitter bio once it said that they were working on a screenplay about the ninety five Source Awards, and I don't know if it was a joke or not, but I want someone to make that movie. Oh, fucking for sure. Because that's what started the whole fucking East Coast, West Coast thing. Oh, totally. That award show is when everyone was like, Oh, these two coasts hate each other. Yeah. And it was like, and like some of it, like I forget exactly what, but some of it was just on a fucking misunderstanding with like a, a cue. I think when Pac was supposed to go out on stage or Biggie was supposed to go out on stage, and they kind of fucked up the the stage manager goofed and made it look like a like a diss. Yeah, you know. And then at that, then that this poor dude with the clipboard is like, oh shit, <laughs> <laughs> started a gang war because I forgot my cue sheet. Yeah, it's it's the kind of thing where I I, I just wish I was in the room. When oh for sure like give me give me ninety five source words over seeing the Beatles for any <laughs> fucking day of the week the, the ninety five source words are my Beatles like you guys didn't get good until Rubber Soul you know <laughs> like I want to see fucking backup dancers like take knives out of their hair <laughs> so yeah the the Suge Knight thing I could see it and he was yeah. there is talk 
or there was talk or rumors that he was wanting to leave Death Row Records yeah. at the time, which would be understandable. And it's also, if you want to leave Death Row Records, that's not a thing that you feel comfortable floating out there. Yeah. You're not you just going to tell Shug you're leaving. You can, like you could just be like, you know, I'm thinking about switching from ConnectPal to Patreon, and no one's going to shoot you in the face. <laughs> you know? But if the, if the you know, ConnectPal is run by Suge Knight, I'm keeping it on the DL. Yeah. Then, then, then you're getting shot. Yeah, there's also, I found, when I was researching this episode, I found an article from 1997. Ooh. So right after, you know, a couple years after Tupac died, and it's called Tupac's Missing Millions, and it's on Entertainment Weekly, of course. Yeah, for sure. Where else do you go for hard-hitting investigative journalism? And it's all about how Tupac's mom noticed after he died that he was missing millions and millions of dollars that should have been in his account. Yeah. And the thinking was that Suge Knight took that money and that maybe Tupac found out about that. And that that was the reason. Source of the friction. Which would make it weird that they were still hanging out at a Mike Tyson fight. Yeah. Well, this is, well, the the whole relationship between. Pac and Suge had to be kind of a game of brinksmanship to a certain degree. Yeah. You know, where it's just like these are both like, you know, streetwise negotiators. And it's like you don't really want to be the guy to sh- like show that you know what's going on. You kind of maybe he's just planning some big move yeah. where he's just like, hey, man, I've fucking, you know, th- th- you know, your your summons is in the mailbox and I'm like moving to Denver <laughs> like yeah. or some shit, you know. What if he made that Machiavelli album thinking no one would really get what he was saying? <laughs> Because it's it's pretty clear from that that he's making a big change in his life at some oh, point. Oh, for sure, yeah, yeah. And like, was he just like Suge's too dumb to figure this out? And then like, <laughs> I can slip this by a it. day later. He's the gonna ent- hear me call Dr. Dre gay and then giggle <laughs> a lot and be distracted. Then a day later, the entire nation knows everything Tupac's planning. Oh yeah, yeah. And he's yeah. like, oh, uh oh, that's bad. The guy uh, hurt M bad. I think is his name or hurt me bad. Followed me on Twitter. Who produced a lot of those fucking songs. Those, some of those beats are mm, like Bomb First and Hail Mary. Like, yeah. all that shit is like, I love that shit. Those shit are, and that, that was one of those guys. Uh, there's like a guy that did the same fucking thing on uh, on uh, Ready to Die that got fucked out of a lot of like future work. And uh, he's all over the album. I forget his name. But the, the, that was just because he had a disagreement with Puffy and someone with Hurt and Bad had a disagreement with Suge. And they just like, fuck. And the, like, these are some of the great fu- iconic rap beats of all. Who, who, what, what could these guys have done if he was like, oh, I'll do a track for Nas, you know? But it's just he was yeah. get, didn't get to do anything until like 2005 when Suge <laughs> had too many other people trying to kill him. Yeah. Easy Mo B. Oh, Easy Mo B. Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that like, guy's great. Look at the game of the loot. Machine Gun Funk. Warning. Ready to die. <laughs> yeah. Friend of mine. Nah, that's the worst song on the album, but still. The what? The what? That's dope. Yeah. The, 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 look, at, look at that run. If that, those, that was all he ever did. He's got more classics than most producers. Yeah. he's. Uh, I know that name like from other rap stuff, but I don't know precisely what. Yeah, he just didn't get. He just really got short shrift. That's the whole thing about these big characters, you know, and in, in, in like rap music, it's like, I mean, obviously they make it kind of fun to watch and exciting, but like, how much do they hurt over help? You know? Yeah, and it's I've never understood the the value in fucking someone over to the point that you don't even acknowledge that they helped with something. Yeah, for sure. Because to me. Finding and identifying talent is a talent in and of itself. Certainly. And for me, I, I think it's just as dope if I if I, 
you know, like I built this network because I'm surrounded by a lot of talented people. Yeah. And it was really easy for me to say, hey, Connor, let's do a fucking conspiracy podcast because you're really funny and you know conspiracy. Yeah, for sure. And thank you. Like it would be, you know, there's something to be said for that too. And why can't motherfuckers just go, hey, yeah, this like I fucking knew this guy was. Well, yeah, that's, that shit and, takes an ear. Like, like, yeah. like the Dr. Dre hearing Eminem on the Wake Up Show. You know, do that only fair to war, and I was born with a set of horns, and just yeah. be like, oh, okay, like weird, oddball, outside the box pull. But this guy is going to be the biggest thing in rap music for five right. years. You know, and that's and then it's just like, but he never really imposed his fucking agenda on him. He just kind of let him do what he wanted to do. And you know, there's a while where he wasn't doing a lot of songs on the records. They weren't hanging out. You know, but it's like, yeah, it's fine. There's stuff, you know, that's just yeah. how the fucking a creative partnership fucking works. Yeah. And I like it, like, you know, in basketball, like, you know, I grew up as a big Lakers fan. I'm not really anymore, but I, I kind of like LeVar Ball. I just like the big personalities, stirring up shit. It kind of makes it all more fun to watch or whatever. Yeah. But there's like a point at which it's like, okay, you're just being, you're just fucking this up for everybody. And I'm kind of glad it doesn't seem like rap music really has that today. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of nice. Yeah. It, it, it does seem to have gotten better. Yeah. LeVar Ball. I've I've not been way on board with him, but I do like that. I I like how he's handling the Trump thing. Oh yeah, it's hilarious. He was just like Trump, who I don't I don't know. And like Lonzo is a pretty. He's like you know he's a he's a good player. I don't know if he was worth how many fucking millions he got, but he's like he's pretty cool, humble guy for the yeah. most part. It seems like, but I like that he's got that guy behind the scenes. Just a, <laughs> it's a, it's a big ball of bread, whatever. Ah, you know, like that, yeah. it's fun. It's fun, <laughs> and like I I like big, colorful, puffy and chug characters. Course, you know, but it's yeah. like let's like stop short at murder. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Don't ruin lives. How great would it have been to hear, like, you know, Biggie on some Rick Ross trap beats? That would have been amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It would have been nice. Uh, instead of hearing Tupac on them, because I'm sure there's, like, 50 Rick Ross songs. Oh, there is. There is one Tupac. where he does, like, Triple Beam Dreams, but it's, like, you know, like, it's, like, Juicy or something. It's pretty cool. Uh, so, yeah, Shug Knight could have very fucking possibly done that. I mean, yeah. with all that missing money, that might have been a source of friction. Tupac might have just been like, I'm tired of like having you breathing down my neck while I'm just trying to, you know, do my weird nation of Islam shit. Like, <laughs> Yeah. And Jerry Heller also is confident that Suge Knight is the one who had Tupac killed, which yeah. makes me feel like, oh, okay, did you kill him then? Because yeah, yeah, yeah. you're Jerry Heller, so I'm not trusting what the fuck you have to say either. Man, Jerry, what a weird fucking partnership. <laughs> You know, yeah. kind of good for Jerry Heller for seeing that. Like, that's the whole kind of eye for talent thing. It's like, what an outside the box, because he wasn't really in hip hop. Like, what kind of, he, no. he was in some, like, I forget what genre, but it was not hip hop that he did. No. Yeah, I don't remember. But it, it yeah, that was a weird team up. Yeah, he was just like a weird, sure. like, minor, like, dance record kind of guy or something like that. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I liked, I liked uh, on No Vaseline just how vehemently anti-semitic oh yeah let Ice you fuck up your crew yeah yeah, yeah. Toward jerry heller and we were just like eh, yeah cool song though yeah but i it's mean a great sample you can it's so funny that you can do that and then are we there yet and are we there yet too and are we there yet the tv show <laughs> yeah yeah and I'm, not that i think you shouldn't be able to but it's like fuck it's just funny that's another thing that lends itself to my my theory that uh, rap that gangster rap is like Fox News for black people. Think about all the founding fathers of gangster rap and where they are now. Actors. They're all fucking actors. They are yeah. the establishment, except Dr. Dre, who basically owns part of Apple now. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Like they are the 1%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there was, aside from that first Schoolie D album, all of the really classic gangster rap albums we know of are major label 
products. Like yeah. Ice T's first album was on Warner Brothers Records. Oh, for sure, yeah. So it's you know, well, yeah, and it's like you're not listening to NWA and the Posse with the Arabian Prince. Like, don't front <laughs> like you can go through every track on that. We're talking about Straight Outta Compton, you know. Oh, that yeah, that was that was a trash album. It is fucking interesting. I was having this discussion about punk rockers and who aged the best, and I we came to the conclusion that it was probably Henry Rollins, you know, because he oh, sort yeah. of found another lane and kind of he never really embarrassed himself. But in terms of rappers that never really embarrassed themselves. I feel like, you know, like everyone takes some L's, but I feel like Dre probably has the highest hit ratio because there's like three really good oh, albums. Yeah. Yeah. He had uh, n- nothing really cheesy except for like when he was kept saying he was going to drop Detox and didn't. Like when he put out I Need a Doctor, that song was corny. Or like, yeah. Kush is a fun jam, but it's not a good song, right. you know, and like, you know, all that shit. And then he's like, oh, never mind. I'm not going to do it for another eight years, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So let's talk about the theory that Tupac faked his own death. This oh. one's my favorite. Yes, let's. Oh, f- this, of course. It's the subject of, there's a really great Chappelle skit about this. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, <laughs> the one Tupac where he's song in, the, in club. the club and Tupac, like all of his lyrics are referencing shit. That's just in the room. That's yeah. in the room or that happened like a day ago. It might be doo-doo. <laughs> yeah. And there's this Reddit thread where someone uh, ran through all the reasons why Tupac is still alive. And I think the most interesting part of it is the end where someone just completely destroys uh, every point this kid makes. Mm -hmm. But there's like some of the things that people point to in the music video for To Live and Die in L.A. Apparently, Tupac is wearing these Penny Hardaway shoes that didn't come out for like another year. I, or I've two. like seen that video and it's like it's that's just a blurry shot of white shoes. This could it, be any shoes. And even if it is those shoes. That's how like that's how marketing works. Yeah, they sometimes give that sure, shit yeah. to uh, to famous people first, so they you can wear the, them. Do you remember like the month before the first Yeezys dropped, and then just every famous person in the world, from The Rock to Jesse Ventura, just got a box of Yeezys, and yeah. they're just like, take a picture of them on the gram, spread the hype, you know, and yeah. uh, that's just how you do it. Yeah. So so that uh, is not a thing, but it, it's all stuff like that. It's all <laughs> these little. Well, I guess it's the lyrics too. Yeah. Because there is some weird shit in his lyrics. Oh, like, but like, you know, Wonder If Heaven Got a Ghetto is like a song that fucking came out earlier. He recorded like years and years before. I think that might have been on the fucking, not the All Eyes and Me, but the the first one, Tupacalypse Sessions. Well, the one that always stood out to me was there's this rapper called Richie Rich, who's an Oakland rapper, I think. Mm-hmm. And he put an album out not long after Tupac died. And there's a song with Tupac on it. And Tupac says on that song, I've been shot and murdered, can tell you how it happened word for word, but best believe motherfuckers are going to get what they deserve. Like, what the fuck? Don't put that Ooh. on a fucking song You know what makes if me... you don't want me to believe you're still alive somewhere. Yeah, well, you know what makes me feel like uh, that that is not actually him still being alive? Because if motherfuckers are getting what they deserve, uh, Tupac, uh, Suge Knight would have been lowered slowly into a <laughs> volcano <laughs> as opposed to just being in a fucking, you know, uh, you know minimum security prison. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. In the, but that's the kind of shit that, like, if I'm at risk for dying, if I if there's a comedy fatwa against me, you better believe I'm just going to start planting the seeds for conspiracy theories so oh, I yeah. can ruin my family's life by having my mother <laughs> get hit up for interviews every week about, like, why I'm actually in Mexico. And she's like, no, he's, he's gone. I saw his body. <laughs> Sorry, Mom. Yeah, there's uh, one of the other things people point to is that there was no autopsy. And the problem with that is there was an autopsy. 
It's just that he got shot a bunch of times. So yeah. there's not a lot to look for. Like you see the bullet holes and as the coroner. You're not gonna be like, oh, he also he also had a he had a little granuloma. Like what? <laughs> Yeah. And it's like people are like and then uh they also point out that there was he was cremated like the next day. Yeah. And people are like, When are when are people cremated that fast? I don't know, when the fucking family wants them to be. Yeah, yeah. And what were you thinking you were gonna dig up and find? When, if we were to exhume the corpse of Tupac now, it's just gonna be riddled with bullet holes, man. Yeah, it's gonna be a bunch of fractured bones inside of a big denim like jumpsuit type <laughs> situation. <laughs> Yo, those fuck. What I don't even know what the fuck those are called. Like you know, in the hit 'em up video, where it's just like a like big baggy jeans, like the denim well, overshirt type thing. There is this video that started going around in 2008 that people claimed was Tupac. Uh, oh, is this him? Oh. Alive in a club in 2008. Yeah, this is what this is where Tupac's going to reappear at your shitty night that you were <laughs> passing out flyers for a community college to get a percentage of drink sales. And the thing is, the person in this video absolutely is Tupac, but this video is from 1995. Ah, that's funny. It's from Club 662, which it was Suge Knight's club in Las Vegas. I think he might. I think it might still be there, but I don't know if he still owns. Man, it. we've gotten so much better graphic design since 1995. <laughs> that looks ugly as hell. Yeah, Yo, my favorite one is Tupac supposedly watching his hologram appearance at Coachella. Have you seen that one? No. We might be able to find that because it's just some guy doing a shitty Tupac impression, like. Yeah, we had to give y'all a little something to, like, you know, keep the faith alive <laughs> and shit. I mean, I, I think this corny, but, like, you know, I'm actually really Tupac. I can't show my face because y'all ain't ready, but, uh, oh, yeah. So, so as I've talked about, the, yeah, that'll probably be it. Oh, boy. They don't even know I know, and they don't even know I'm fucking alive for real. I, mean, yeah. <laughs> I know. You know what I'm saying? I I'm watching, listen to this. I'm watching the performance right now, you know what I'm saying? I think they did a good job on my animations and the way they put uh, the computer-generated uh, copies. Yeah, that, like yeah that. this Doesn't is not a good Tupac impression at all. Yeah. And I just want to let y'all know. <laughs> and I approve this message. I'm live. And I'm doing my motherfucking thing. So why wouldn't you put your face on camera if you were? Yeah, for, yeah. If you were really wanting people to know this, yeah, like I feel like Tupac could get a better video editing guy. This just has a poorly cropped picture of him over his hand. I didn't know Tupac had such a lift. Yeah, I was about to say Tupac got a, a botched wisdom tooth removal in Cuba. You now he sounds like a fucking dildo. <laughs> He's Man, back, I had, baby. I had the greatest fucking uh, bit that nobody liked <laughs> about <laughs> my buddy is a rapper who got shot. His name's Callie Stacks, uh, i.e. forever, uh, Southside, what's up? And uh, <laughs> he got shot, and I had a bit just about how that, that's like a rapper getting on like The Tonight Show as a comedian. Like You just get more, you know, you think about it, like Tupac, every time he got shot, he would blow up more and yeah. more, and he finally got killed, and then he became more famous in death than he could have ever been in life, and he was like, Obi-Wan Kenobi, you know, yeah. just strike me down, I'm only somewhere <laughs> records and the tag keith carey gave me is uh they both came back as holograms <laughs> a lot of similarities <laughs> but it was like it only like i this i wrote this that the holograms 2008 i wrote this in like 2014 it was just way too much time <laughs> it's over half a decade and every once in a while you get like two dudes going like ah <laughs> i get that one yeah yeah cute <laughs> yeah so the the he faked his own death the one thing that is uh, interesting about it is they always 
point to Cuba as being the place that he would flee. Oh, I have one more video recommendation. Oh, yeah. And this is creepy. Tupac's mom uh, saying that... Uh, uh, yeah, Tupac's mom goes go, go quietly is probably the, the the search terms you want to go with because she's like that's why he chose to go quietly like he did. Yeah, this will this will be it. In an interview with Fanny Shakur, Tupac's mother, she gives a few hints that Tupac isn't really dead. I'm going to show you a clip from the interview where I think she says he isn't dead, but he is hiding. And like every YouTube video, <laughs> I will now show you the clip. Okay, thank you. It has to have a way too long intro. He's tired of fighting, tired of being vilified, tired of being called things that he knew inside himself. He was unable to be, you know. I think he was just tired and, you know, he had a right. Basically, he had a right. And I couldn't change it. As a mother, it's the worst bad thing. you powerless. Can't change it. Can't make it right. Can't fix it for my baby, you know. So, um, you know, I wish he was here every day. But I don't want him to be unhappy. And I know that my son was, um, he chose his life and he chose, you know, in the end he chose to leave quietly. And I think I can leave it alone. It's kind of creepy, right? Whoa! Isn't that, that a little weird? weird? That's weird, huh? Yeah. That it 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 sound I I would like to see the original interview because the sound the sound was a little boggly doggly sounded like they were chopping stuff together. What's because, funny is like if you're Tupac's mom and you know your son is alive, you have to before you go to the interview just be like. A mantra a hundred times. Do not imply that your son is still alive. Do not imply that you, he just wanted to open that peanut farm in Cuba and just like pretend to be indigenous. But and the the thing about Cuba though, Yo, the is... one Cuban native with a nose ring. How fucking the thing about Cuba is there is a family history there. In that his... oh, with the Shakurs, yeah, his interesting. His mom and dad were both part uh, members of Black Panther Party, mm-hmm. and there are. I know a few high-profile Black Panthers who did eventually flee to Cuba and just kind of stayed there forever. So it's not like it makes sense as that would be the place he would hide out. Yeah, but also it's just like it seems like you just threw an exotic sounding location out there and it kind of stuck. Yeah, me. I had the funniest shit happen because Kaepernick did that Huey Newton photo shoot, uh-huh. right? Where he's and I was like, talking to my roommate Opie about it, and I was like, "Yeah, he had that dope photo shoot where he's dressed as Huey Newton," and I barely stopped myself from saying Huey Lewis. <laughs> <laughs> and then we did this whole thing, and the kid, I want a new coach, the one, the one that won't make me sit. <laughs> that was a- <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> but so yeah, he. Uh, I mean, I don't think he's still alive. He's obviously yeah. not. And it's like everyone alive. was like, well, yeah, he's coming back seven days after he dies. And then they're like, well, he's coming back seven months, seven years. Well, it's right. a multiple. It's 14 years, 21, 21 years. <laughs> and it's just like, he's dead, man. Yeah. I don't know what to tell you, dude. It's like the world ending. Like the date just shifts every fucking we time. We just kick it the can down the road. Happen. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, he's he's probably still alive. One thing <laughs> I did. Oh, also in that video, he's very oh, clearly... <laughs> Very clearly wearing a pager at one point. It's like that's well, not Cuba's really behind the technology. <laughs> he's he's just like barely hearing G Unit over there. They have you know? the same clubs as Las Vegas, but no pagers. He's like this Sammy Hagar guy can play. <laughs> wow, that's no, more Saudi Arabia. But one thing uh, that I I love that added fuel to the Tupac is still alive rumors is there's a song that Eminem produced that's mm-hmm. on one of Tupac's albums, and I can't. Oh, 
Eminem had some good beats. He did The Way I Am, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Which rips pretty hard. Yeah, I can't find it. But uh. it's on one of Tupac's albums. And uh, basically, at the end, Tupac says something about the G-Unit. And it's like, uh, the G-Unit didn't exist when you were still alive, sir. But, I mean, these are, these are just phrases that he would use a lot, you know? They're, yeah, they're f- and when you hear it, like, it's clever as shit. Like, it's the kind of thing I can picture Eminem doing. Yeah. Where he's like, okay, I'm producing this song. I'm also going to make Tupac give me a shout-out at the end. Yeah. Because there have to be a million instances of Tupac's just saying M. Yeah. Like, yeah. And so you just tag that on to the end of him shouting someone out yeah and that's how you ignite a conspiracy theory yeah for sure and say oh he's still alive because well, it's like gave it, a shout out to eminem if tupac and the, especially the stupidest one is like tupac was still alive making new records they would be of a higher quality like the unreleased tupac yeah. shit is all like okay this is good there's some gems here but this is the leftovers for sure right yeah yeah and also he he's supposedly had all these problems with his enemies wasn't dr dre one of those enemies yeah 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 wouldn't he like did they work that out when he came back to exactly record with yeah. eminem was it all a front or so was he, he just like, like i know you need some time away, away Pac. yeah yeah yeah. keep him away from me don't even shake hands with me if you've <laughs> shaked hands with him recently well yeah and uh, i think am did the uh on the on the biggie duets album because Pac and, and biggie did one song together running from the police i think it's called and he did the kind of like redone yeah remastered version of that he probably gave himself a verse or some shit so. yeah i think that's on the that posthumous notorious big album right i think so yeah, yeah. i also like to tupac was talking about driving back from the bay and i think he just made his someone was with him and he made him listen to party and bullshit like 500 times over and over again <laughs> So yeah, the that he's still alive is another one of the conspiracy theories. Oh yeah. There's also one that says maybe Ruthless Records killed him out of revenge. Like yeah. Suge Knight was sniping all their artists, so they decide to kill Tupac. I which, think they just decided like who's the bigger creative powerhouse, Easy E <laughs> or Tupac Shakur? <laughs> Easy E, charisma for days, but it's like Ice Cube wrote all that shit, you know? Yeah. And it's like you listen to the later shit and you're like, I miss when Ice Cube was writing this. <laughs> Didn't Easy Does It come out before Straight Outta Compton yeah. in a strange turn of I I always forget about that. Yeah. Yeah, I saw NWA in concert with Ice Cube when I was 12 years old. No shit, yeah. Adam. Wow. That's that's fucking, that, the pieces have come together. Wow. That's like, like yeah, uh, that explains a lot. Like, yeah. The parenting I came up with <laughs> where my parents were like, NWA? Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take your sister. She's 16. <laughs> <laughs> and it was chaos, but it was so much fucking fun. Dude, uh, those like uh, they had a couple live clips of like, because there's not a lot of live videos of rappers from this era, really. No, not really. There's like yeah. one full length Biggie show where he's kind of in this like probably like 5,000 seat concert hall with Pac or the, with a, with a Puffy and it's rocking pretty hard, but it's like, yeah, it's tough to find. I think there's two Pac live at the house of blues or something like that but it's like there's just not a lot of footage so seeing like the big kind of nwa like kind of like stadium tour setup like that they yeah. created was kind of interesting and the window of time i had to actually see nwa with ice cube because he like they were yeah. like he was out of that group uh, like a year after they really hit razor fit yeah yeah and i still like whenever i think about that i'm like that's some 
fucking cool shit. That is some cool <laughs> I shit. I saw NWA as a kid. Probably the coolest thing I could do is like, well, I saw the White Stripes at the Glass House with like 400 people. I but... never got to see the White Stripes. I had tickets to see them, and they broke up two weeks before the oh, show I man. was supposed to see. I was wondering about that shit. Meg White is such a weird case. She had that sex tape supposedly come out. Yeah. yeah. And I think it was her. Yeah, uh, it probably was. Because I, I watched it. But they fuck. <laughs> I didn't I didn't watch it. I, I, I like Googled for it once, couldn't find it, and I was like, man, eh, I don't care. I mean, if you like, if if Meg White snarling at the camera is snarling, what does it for you? Oh then, dear, then then by all means check it out. But they fucking blew my dick off. Yeah, <laughs> what? Oh, they just the show. They blew my dick oh, off. Yeah. It was a tremendous <laughs> performance. I'm sorry. Is that is that a figure of speech that I've just adopted that's not <laughs> commonly understood? I feel like you get it just from context clues. <laughs> yeah, I wish I could have seen the White Stripes, but I never did. I take on NWA over the White Stripes. Yeah, NWA was cool. The one I'm trying to get, and unpops listeners, if you're feeling charitable, I'm trying to get, I'm trying to see the reunited Misfits at the uh, forum. Oh, uh, when is that? That's December 30th. There's also they're also doing a show in Vegas, I think, at like the fucking singular wireless center or whatever. How much are tick? They're, I'm assuming they're sold out by now. Right? So they sold out in like 20 minutes, but Fuck. they're like a hundred bucks or something to get just up in the rafters. So I'm trying to, I'll make it. I'm going to the show. I'm going to figure yeah, it. out. Yeah, I kind of want to see that. Yeah, just because it's it's, it's a misfit. And Glenn Dan, there's a great fucking video of glenn danzig at the reunited show where they've got these big like pumpkins behind him and he just goes yeah you like our fucking pumpkins (laughs) (laughs) yeah they're pretty fucking cool (laughs) how'd you like to have that out on your lawn for halloween neighbors would be like uh take that down and you'd be like no fuck you i'll fucking kill you (laughs) anyway here's a song about zombies (laughs) like it's the best i just i'm gonna go laugh at him yeah, that not could not have less to do with Tupac. Sorry. Ah, it's fine. We're um, so let's talk about. My mother was like, I, you know, I like the conspiracy show, but you just go on these tangents sometimes. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know, mom. Was we gonna do a whole hour? Fuck you. <laughs> the the thing about the ruthless records maybe uh, being involved in his death. What's interesting about it is the document it comes from, which yeah. is, I don't know if how many people know this, but go to FBI.gov sometime. I think it's uh, FBI.gov. Here, I'll, I will recreate the... Uh, oh, the series of Google searches that led you to... Uh, you can just go to FBI.gov and they have like documents you can look through. Like, I just Googled, out of curiosity, I Googled Jerry Heller organized crime uh-huh. while I was researching this episode. And there's a website that I've, I've told people about before. It's called vault.fbi.gov. Okay. And it is just... Pay, like thousands and thousands and thousands of actual fbi documents about famous people adam i don't have time to know this (laughs) various cases like this like i just googled jerry heller and you get this whole uh oh and they're clearly scanned with all the ink splotches on them and shit that's so awesome yeah and but there's this one that came out a couple years ago uh atlas obscura did a really uh, interesting article about it that basically it's this lo- very long document about an FBI investigation into not even if just into the fact that Tupac and Easy E both in the weeks before they died were targeted uh, in an extortion scheme that was run by someone operating on behalf of the Jewish Defense League. And they don't name the person in the documents, but it seems like it's probably Suge Knight. Yeah. And basically what the way it worked is this person would start getting phone calls saying you're going to be killed. Yeah. 
And Suge Knight, they obviously would go to Suge Knight and be like, man, what's going on? This person's fucking calling, threatening to kill me. And Suge Knight would be like, oh, well, I have connections. I can make some phone calls and see what's going on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And the whole time Kind of like pay us for protection on the block. Right. And the whole time he's in on it. So basically they would, uh, at that point, take this person, Tupac, EZ, whoever, to a different residence and uh, under the guise that they were being guarded. Mm-hmm. And uh, eventually they would have to give Suge Knight money and he would make another phone call and be like, all right, it's done. You're fine. And the yeah. death threats would stop. <laughs> and <laughs> What a racket, man. Can you imagine? Just like- accrue enough scary guy points that you could just go through a series of like fucking like scarecrow phone calls and then just like, eh, well. just imagine your boss doing that to you. <laughs> yeah, right. You sh- oh, do that shit. I mean, I can't. <laughs> Keep looking. Don't give a fuck. Jewish Defense League does really just sounds like like the West Coast Avengers, like kind of like a second string like superhero league. Yeah, yeah. It's an actual like they're listed as a terrorist organization. By yeah, the... I was reading something. I think it was about one of these sex scandals where one of those dudes with uh, this. I could be completely incorrect, so I apologize. But it was like had them like in, like employed like you know it was like using them to like for protection or whatever. Oh really? Yeah, yeah. There was there was a time in this country when terrorism happened all the fucking time. It's just no one died. Like, yeah, there yeah, were yeah. Hijackings and bombings all the time. It was all like for like money yeah well, there's that, that big white supremacist fucking like, like armored truck jacking right that, uh, that like funded all those groups for years that we talked about in oklahoma city yeah and the the jewish defense league is one of those groups in the 70s that was pulling off all yeah. of these terrorist acts. just like let's get a fucking bankroll going and then we yeah. start like investing in shit and they've since then kind of rebranded themselves as like an advocacy group but they're still yeah. still the jewish defense league and they're still uh, meanwhile <laughs> So that's an interesting thing. Like, the fact that it's FBI documents, and there's pages and pages and pages of them. It is funny, just, like, there's probably, like, a certain amount of the budget at the FBI that's just, like... I wonder. <laughs> what do we want to figure out? Do we are we going to go Tupac? Do we want to see? Yeah. Do we want to figure out what that other Airheads flavor is? You know. <laughs> yeah. Who do we follow next? Yeah. Exactly. This website is pretty fucking fascinating. I haven't oh, even sure. started to dig into all the stuff that's on there, but this file in particular is really fascinating. It goes through all of the. I mean, it's probably easier to just read the atlas obscura article as opposed to trying to power through the entire thing but Mm -hmm. they make it i feel like you could kind of uh mad libs it with the names that they redact yeah in that like at one point they're talking about an incident where this shadowy figure was discussing the nightlife (laughs) (laughs) well they talk about one thing one part where he and two associates show up at ruthless records and beat up easy e yeah uh to force him to sign over dr dre and uh the doc that happened like suge knight we all know suge knight did that yeah they're clearly talking about suge knight yeah 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 it's insane like it's crazy to think of the kind because you hear like dennis was it dennis quaid or no randy quaid is the one who went nuts ace of quaid (laughs) he went nuts and was like oh i'm getting followed by these celebrity star whackers who kill people and take their money yeah and it's like what a lunatic and then you see this fbi file and it's like holy fuck is randy quaid getting followed (laughs) by celebrity star whackers yeah 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 like this shit 
and it makes sense. Organized crime's a thing. Extortion is a thing. It really is, yeah. And who easier than a Especially fucking like piece of shit last, musician? Probably last golden age of organized crime before it had to go into like weird Bitcoin fucking hacking like, yeah. realms is like the 90s. It's like everyone still has pagers. It's not like there's a camera in everybody's pocket. It's like, yeah, yeah let's get it in where it fits in because this technology is about to blow up our spot and make this a little bit harder. Yeah. That's my... That's... I think one of my favorite trends is if you go back and look at all the technological advances and all of the crimes it solved. Yeah. Like cell phones for a long time. A lot of crimes were solved just because people didn't realize, leave your cell phone at home. Don't turn it on. Yeah, Don't take yeah, yeah. it with you. Leave that shit at home. Otherwise, everywhere you go is just going to ping off all these towers. Oh, there's a thing on, on Twitter. Like, name a plot of one of your favorite movies that would be ruined if cell phones were present. <laughs> and it's like oh, so yeah. many movies. Yeah. There's if you go back and watch really early episodes of Forensic Files, it gets frustrating at some point because they go through this long investigation and at the end inevitably they're like, and then we pulled phone records. <laughs> it's like, all right, we didn't even need to go through all this. You solved this crime in two days and yeah, you know and you just needed to fill forty five <laughs> minutes to sell ad space. But yeah, that happens. And yeah. it you know, it, it's the internet has caught up with people. I feel like it happened with uh, video cameras and the police. Yeah, for sure. Like the, they got used to a, a comfortable level of like you know like using their power, and then it was like, oh, there are repercussions for this, right? And I think after the Rodney King thing, it was like, oh, well, we can do this, and even if it's on video, it's fine. Yeah. So then there was a long time where they were, like, comfortable being filmed. Me and my even. roommates were having a fun thing, because there's a Bill Hicks bit about the Rodney King riots, and they're talking about, he's naming the officers, like, so Officer Jackson, Officer Peters, and Officer Kuhn, <laughs> is the way with his southern accent that he says it, ain't life weird, Officer Kuhn. <laughs> What an unfortunately named cop to I have know, been yeah. the one beating the shit out of Rodney King. Oh, fucking for sure, yeah. <laughs> no, it is crazy. And then, like, uh, you know, like, Jerry Heller was just like, Easy wanted to kill Suge. I should have let him. <laughs> yeah, I love, that's one of my favorite interviews. Yeah. Because right? that is a very tender scene in Straight Outta Compton. Yeah. Where he's like, I want to kill him. And Jerry Heller's like, don't do that. You know what I just realized? Fucking Suge, uh, uh, no, Jerry Heller is the Malcolm McLaren of rap music. Oh, yeah, kind yeah, of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, where he's just like, oh, I'm going to be the business guy behind yeah. this and fucking try to... Dude, uh, and also, you mentioned the DOC. If you want, like, a song that is as good as the shit on Straight Outta Compton that you probably haven't heard, the grand finale with the DOC feed all of NWA. Yeah. Dr. Dre is doing the interstitials. He's not rapping, but he's keep, it's fucking Ice Cube's opening verse on that song. Oh, is one of the best Ballistics. verses in rap fucking history. And then it's so fucking the fucking good. the instrumental. It sounds like the climax of like a Jackie Brown black exploitation movie. It's so fucking exciting. It's yeah. great. It's just blood pumping. Just bum bum. Yeah, know, it's fun. That's a that entire album is fucking flawless. It is. That's a yeah, great. I have that on vinyl. Oh no shit. I fucking love that album. That that's a real. That's a tragic story there, what happened to that guy. Uh, the DOC, if he was still rapping, he would, he would change his name to the POC. <laughs> <laughs> Get more work. He, um, Yeah, the, you, you know what happened with him. He got like in this crazy car accident no. after that album came out. No shit. And it crushed his windpipe. Oh. So his voice sounds like this now. And he can't, he can't, he can't rap anymore? He tried to put out an album, and he, I'm, I'm assuming he still puts music out, because he's a great writer. Yeah, well, he's, yeah, he's, he probably could have made a good living doing that. Well, he know? did. He, yeah. for a long time, was just one of Dr. Dre's songwriters. He probably still is to probably, some extent. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, that was a really sad story because that guy had some fucking potential. That first oh, album. Oh, yeah. That, that first album, I think, is one of Dr. Dre's best 
production well, that's, overall. Yeah, like just like there's certain like there's kind of like these golden eras where you're just like easy does it straight out of Compton. Those yeah. first two cube, right? And it's just like there's like a five year chunk where it's just like, oh, everything's fucking so good. Yeah, like the late eighties, early nineties is the golden yeah. I mean, they call it of the like, golden age of rap. Well, yeah. yeah, well, just like with that specific that specific kind. And it's kind of like Motown music where it's like you CeeLo puts out Fuck You and it's got this fun Motown vibe, but it's like it's not really it doesn't sound like that shit from back in the Supremes and the Temptations and yeah. you know, Four Tops and you know all Gladys Knight. And it's just like there's a finite amount of it, you know, and it's the same thing with that kind of like upbeat, like like fucking straight out of Compton rap music. It's just like, oh, it's you fucking love it. And you can kinda get little bits of it in other places, but it's like there's only so much of it. Yeah. So let's talk about the last theory. There is a very extensive Vice article that puts forth the idea that Snoop Dogg's cousin killed Tupac. Uh, Snoop Dogg has a cousin named Lil Half Dead, who he shouts <laughs> out on his songs all the time, and who is... I actually didn't know that. He's a rapper, and he, uh, I think, has put out albums before. Yeah. But the industry rumor is that he wrote Brenda's Got a Baby, which is Tupac's first real big hit. Yeah, yeah. And the rumor is that he gave that demo to Tupac as if to say, hey, will you listen to my demo? And then a few months later, Tupac just puts the song out. Mm. And there is a prison confession. Someone wrote a letter confessing to being present when this murder happened mm -hmm. and said that uh, Little Half Dead is the one who shot Tupac and that he was paid by someone to do it, specifically Suge Knight's ex-wife. Because I don't know if you've heard that theory. At one point, Suge Knight came out and said... I got kind of lost reading through this one, if I'm being honest. Yeah, it's it's a weird one, because the there's basically three or four main players in this theory. There's Little Half Dead, and then his two accomplices, Quarter Dead and fucking Eighth <laughs> Dead. I have no fucking idea. Yeah. And then Suge Knight's ex-wife and one of her business associates, mm -hmm. who this prison letter basically claims that they put the hit out on Suge Knight... And that Lil Half Dead agreed to do it because he was bitter over the song being stolen. Yeah. And that Suge Knight was actually the target. And that Lil Half Dead was just like, well, I'll shoot Tupac since he's there. Yeah, he's already there. Yeah, I fucking hate that guy. Yeah. He took Brenda's got a baby. Yeah. And one of Suge Knight's putting out the head, he's like, yeah, I'll just fucking, you know, kill your golden goose and just, you know, you could sell t shirts. Yeah. And like, I had never heard that. That this is the one theory I had never yeah neither ever heard and this I just kind of explained it because I was just reading this and I was like okay wait what is the was he half dead and he was just tiny I was his name <laughs> interesting interesting fact Ice Cube's cousin uh, Del the Funky Homo Sapien yeah. underrated rapper I think he appears on Little Crumb Snatchers the last track on the first uh, Del album Mr Dabalina all that shit yeah go fucking check that out yeah uh, that was great yeah that's interesting. Yeah, I mean, there's the the. Vice. I, have a, I just have a tough time because you think Brenda's got a baby is such the the iconic Tupac song, and yeah. it feels very Tupac with the the, the way the, the you know just the way the verses are constructed with the way the flow is you know yeah so it just it's it's difficult to believe that that would have been someone else yeah but it you know I mean I I guess we'll we'll never know but yeah. this this is actually. Uh, one of the theories that there's so many movies about this murder now. Yeah. Uh, there's at least two or three. And this theory is put out uh, by Russell Poole, who is one of the he's an LAPD detective who has done a bunch of research. He's appeared in a few of the movies and he's on board with this theory that it was Tupac or Suge Knight's ex-wife basically that set to. up this hit. And Tupac and, and, and Snoop had a pretty good relationship up, up until the end when he kind of was like, fuck everybody. 
Yeah. Because All Eyes on Me was right before Illuminati, and that's the one that had uh, America's Most Wanted on it. Right. Yeah, he was there at the end. Tupac, uh, I mean... It's, he was almost asking for because he was just like, yeah, fuck everybody. Yeah, didn't want to kill Tupac? Yeah, he was there. just kind of a butthole. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like it's almost surprising he lived as long as he did. Yeah, well, he was just, you know, about the West Coast, and then he just basically was like, fuck all your favorite West Coast rappers, you know? Yeah, and he would like... I kind of got paranoid for good reason, for sure. But Clearly, clearly had yeah. good reason to be paranoid. But yeah, it's there's so many different theories. One of my favorite ones about this is that, have you ever heard the the this comes up in here that his Tupac's like associates smoked his ashes. No, on some Keith Richards shit, like snorting his dad, <laughs> like put him in a blunt and smoked him. Wow. <laughs> Damn. That's gross. That is super gross. I would not do that. So yeah, the, there's that theory too. There's so many, like if we went, we're actually going to be distributing Adam's ass as, as like a Patreon reward <laughs> tier. If you're in the $50 range, you get a little file of ATV. <laughs> If we like, if we went in detail on every one of these, this would be a four-hour oh, fucking for sure. episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But there's a lot. Uh, I don't. I don't know if I even have a favorite theory. I in don't know this. either. I gotta. I gotta feel like it's like the the one that just kind of like mm, for me is just Suge Knight wanted to keep cashing those checks. He yeah. had to know there was friction. He had to know that this relationship was not going to last forever just by virtue of all the shit that went down. That they were both you know yeah. open with each other about. Not to mention the missing money and all that shit. And who knows how much of that had been discussed. Yeah, and there is there's a another documentary that suggests that uh, that P Diddy and Notorious Big had him killed. Like, yeah, they in that documentary, I think it's the Nick Broomfield one. He like the, there's this interview where someone like goes in depth about the meeting they had and like all the specifics. So it's it's like not only are there several theories, but there's several theories where people have gone on record and said, this is what happened. Yeah, but that's just them trying to fucking get a book deal and pay for their family, you yeah. know, with their story. Pretty much. Like, yeah, I'll hire a ghostwriter to make up some facts and shit. Well, the, I fucking love that. This is a, another reason why I feel like he definitely didn't do it, or maybe he's just the smoothest fucking criminal of all time. There's a Biggie interview right before Life After Death came out, and they asked him about Tupac, because Biggie actually outlived him, which is kind of weird when you think about it. Yeah. But um, he's just like, when I heard he got shot, I was like, again <laughs> but he's just he was just like yeah man i had, I had respect for him i, I would have liked to squash the beat is basically just a, like i wish we could have just you know been friends yeah. again or whatever yeah yeah who knows this is one of those where it's kind of anyone's guess yeah. as to what actually happened and like we said it's a rap murder so it's never gonna it be solved. even been the fucking official story it could have yeah. that one's even fucking valid you yeah know? it could have been anything we just you know it's a shame it happened in such a a, a far off location where no no witnesses were around. <laughs> I know to see yeah. what happened. And they they drove him out into the fucking the the, the tundra of Greenland, <laughs> <laughs> fucking Vegas Strip. Yeah, we solved the Aaron Hernandez murder, and he killed a dude in a fucking industrial park. Yeah, we could we could solve the No Country for Old Men murders before we you know at a, at a Texaco in fucking middle of nowhere. All right, so we should wrap it up. Yeah. But uh, what do we have to plug before we get out of here? Uh, you can see me, uh, if you're in SoCal, headlining the Rec Room Comedy Club in Huntington Beach, December 12th at 8 o'clock. That's going to be a big, nasty show. Uh, also, doing the Mean Boys podcast every week. We're on Patreon as well. Got some bonus content, uh, all that other fucking shit. We send out little goodies every month. We just made Tom Goss keychains. We're also doing a big tour. So if you uh, if you go on our, uh, our website, MeanBoysPodcast.com, on the announcement banner, I'll have a link to a little Google form. So if you want to uh, come see us in your area, just tell us like the closest major city you're in, your email address, 
we'll keep you posted on tickets and shit like that. Uh, I think that's pretty much it. Nice. I, uh, I'm at the Darkest Hour December 10th, I think it is. Second, uh, second Saturday, uh, or second Friday in December. Uh, come to that, Westside Comedy Theater, 11.30 p.m. Blah, and blah. come to our live podcasts the last Saturday of every month at the Hollywood Hotel. Uh, by the time this comes out, we will have just done one, and I'm sure it went great. Yeah. Or we're all dead now. Who knows? Could yeah. Be, could be anything. It's, oh man! If if I if I'm the the last surviving unpops network guy and I have to solve the murder of everyone else, okay. Who in Cuba wanted Vanessa Gritton dead? Oh, there's a lot of them. All right, let's get the fuck out of here, Connor. Say goodbye. Bye, everybody. Goodbye, everybody. We love you.